Alrighty, JNAC, welcome back to the JNAC podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, or as this month, I like to call myself the love doctor. The love doctor. But welcome back to the JNAC podcast, y'all. We are uh, right smack dab in the middle of love month. I hope you guys are tuning in and enjoying the conversations that we're having on this tub, uh, topic, sorry, subject, topic, whichever one you want to <laughs> call it about love. We're having fun doing them, so we're back here for this episode. Um, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I understand I'm a, I'm a day late, but we're recording this on Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I yes. hope your day was lovely. I hope your loved ones were around you, the ones that you wanted, <laughs> and I hope that whoever- Hold up, hold up. the ones that you wanted. Yeah, you know, like, you got to pick your Valentine. It's not just, like, everybody can't be your Valentine. Like, BJ, like, BJ's school, our our son, his school was saying, like, you know, you buy a crush for your crush. You can't buy a crush for everybody. Okay. Like, you don't bring, you brought Valentine's Day cars for everybody in the school? Everybody in the class, yeah. I grew up in that era where you bought the pack of 24 Valentine cards and you gave them to everybody in the class. So no one was special then. No, you. I mean, we all, we all was just getting along. You uh, know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Nobody else grew up like that, where you you bought the you know the pack. They used to sell them. I haven't seen them anymore, but they used to sell like the packs of Valentine cards. You had them so for your whole. Group. I understand that, but I always looked at it like you know. You got to make the cut for me. <laughs> Everybody in the class not getting no, one. No, huh? I can't call everyone my Valentine. Then what's special anymore? All that's right. like the that's like the everybody get a trophy mentality. Well, that's where we are now. So I don't understand why you're confused. Uh, no, it got to be a winner and it got to be a loser. Okay, All right. you haven't even done the intro. Go. I'm sorry. This is our intro. Okay. This is what happens here on this JNAC podcast. We, <laughs> we just go, go with the flow. We go off topic. Okay. Well, I mean, it's kind of on topic, but it's off. You you haven't said the, the subject, though. What's our subject for today? I don't know. We're still talking about Valentine's Day. <laughs> I haven't even said who you are. Uh, well, I think that the you people You are SPT, know, Senior Pastor know. Tiffany, my lovely wife. Yes, you're Valentine. We are the peppers, y'all. The peppers. So I might have lied to y'all. I told y'all that this week we were going to have uh, um, Marriage Corner, but don't fret. We're here now. And but we're marriage married. Corner, yeah, we're married. but we're not Marriage Corner. Marriage Corner marriage will corner. return probably next week, more than likely next week. We will be on that podcast as well with the Vaughns. So that's a little program reminded for you. But today, we got something special for y'all. It, it, it's kind of, so it, it's funny. So this is our third love discussion. And, and it's kind of, it's not it's not all roses. This is the second time it's not going to be all roses. But I think it's a very important subject. So we're talking about loving in every season, obviously. So loving when it's difficult, when it's hard. Y'all, listen, when I when we were talking about this subject, I was like, oh, man, it, it's a lot in here that we can dive into because love endures. That's what we were talking about before. Yes. Love endures. So, you know, when you get married, if we take it to the marriage level, it says for better or worse, for richer or poor, for in sickness and in health. So, like, everyone wants to do the richer part 
the health part <laughs> and the better part, right? But mm -hmm. there's also the sicker part, the worst part, and the poorer part yeah. that no one wants to talk about. So how do we endure? How does love endure? How do we love when it is hard? Yeah. So I, I think we kind of, I told you about the loving in every season when we were having our own discussion. Right. Because I think that I, I heard a, a preacher say once that you want to see the person that you're deciding to marry. Mm -hmm. You want to see them in every season and you try to see them in every season before you um, sign that dotted line. You I guess you say, the, you think that's if you why, can, uh, you if you can, because sometimes people won't show you what's behind the curtain right. until you marry them. And then you find out, okay, what, Right. Is what happened? Do you think that's the that's the main reason for an engagement period? So you can so you can go through some of the kinks. I do. I think that I think that I think that dating is a time for you to be able to see a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and then you have engagement, and then you you know now everybody can't like we <laughs> we defied all of that. I think we we from but our I, first date to marriage it was 7 months. Yeah, but I but I told you though one of the reasons why is because we we had done this dance before. Yes, and we so, so we, we knew, knew what, what to look for. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we had experience in that in that area. I'm not saying that we did it right. You know, maybe it didn't work. I it, mean, we yeah. are we are what 13 years in yeah. now. Well, so it, it, yeah, it it worked. It it's working for us, yeah. but it wouldn't work for everybody. Right, right. You don't want to just do that. But I know other people who've would be together for 10, 12 years and then, you know, get married and then it fall apart all because it's like something about, you know. It is a mind shift, a mind shift. Not uh, being able to shift. make that. Yeah. Yes, not being able to make that turn. Yeah. So because it's more commitment to me. I, I, I think some people call it a piece of paper. I obviously don't, don't believe in that, but it, it is a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. It definitely is a mindset shift. I think that um, getting married, taking that next step, it is different than just shacking up, as the old school <laughs> yes. church folks would call it. Yeah. Um, but when we talk about loving when it's hard, you know, um, some examples here, let's say kids, let's say you're having trouble connecting with a child, uh, whether it be, you know, you're fostering, whether it be your birth child, um, mm -hmm. whoever it may be. A child with special needs. Yes, yeah, special Sometimes, needs. You know, How do you endure through that? How do you endure a spouse? Maybe they're sick or maybe mm -hmm. they're having a midlife crisis or, or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. And loving them is becoming extremely difficult. And friends, too, you know, that connection. Mm -hmm. What if, um, you know, your friends you're in the middle of losing their marriage or... Um, they lost a job or they're experiencing hard times yep. and their your connection with them is not um, as strong. Yeah. Uh, how do we continue on to love to love? Yeah. And I think that, you know, because even when we say these things, it doesn't mean that the love is not real. Right. Because, or gone or, or gone, gone yeah. because you feel a struggle or right. because you feel like, you know, because you feel, you know, like you're not enough to handle it. That doesn't mean that it's not um, true love. Right. It just means that, you know, sometimes you have to take it to God and pray and say, God, show me, show me what I'm, maybe what I'm trying to carry that I need to give to you. Show me, Lord. <laughs> what What is it that I may be trying to do? Because sometimes we try to love people through things and we really need to 
be able to step back and love them from a distance. You know, there's some relationships where you have to love from a distance. There's some relationships where you have to get in and love even harder. You have to pray and have discernment to really know the difference. Because when you talk about the seasons that people go through, you know, we all go through seasons in our life. We have not experienced. And when I say, you know, like experiencing every season, every season we can't experience when we're dating. We've never experienced the season of losing a parent. Right. Right. That's something that you don't know until you're in that. Right. There, you, we haven't experienced losing, you know, um, um, a, a, a job per se where now, well, I guess, you know, you lost a job once, but it was it wasn't we still dealt with it. It wasn't something that took us out or even right. really put a, it wasn't even really like a rough part of our relationship because yep. we were like, Oh, you lost that job. Okay. Well, what are we going to do now? Right. And so it really is, um, um, it really is about loving a person the way they need to be loved mm -hmm. at the moment that they're experiencing it. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give an example of my first marriage. Um, my wife lost her mother. Um, I'm not going to get into, again, I'm not going to get into all the details, but my, my first wife lost her mother. And there was a, there was a change there. There was a change there. And, and I didn't do, I'm sure I didn't do everything that I needed to do in that either, but that's what, that's what we're talking about here. That hard season can cause a shift in, in behavior and in yes, personality yes. and thinking all of that. It can cause a change in everything yeah. because who am I now? It's like, for instance, with the mother, who am I without my mother? Mm. I'm no longer a, a exactly. I'm no longer a child. Yeah. You know, I don't have that to go to yeah. the person who, you know, loved you unconditionally be gone. Like that's, that's something that people can have a hard time dealing with yeah. others. You know, a lot of marriages end in divorce when they lose a child mm -hmm. because you know our relationship being built around a child or around our family and now having that not be there it's there's so many seasons that when you look at your life and you look at what you're going through it plays a part in in how we respond to love yeah and in how we also give and receive love. Yeah, because like you mentioned earlier, like even with losing a child, that doesn't mean that we don't love each other anymore. We do, but like, you know, you hear uh, sometimes in this a situation like that, it's like staying just kept that memory. Yes. And it's like all I could think about is yes, that. It was the loss. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm, I'm not advocating that that's the correct way to think, but I'm saying that is what people look at it's yeah. like you know wow that's like i love you but every moment i'm here in this house or when i see you it's like it just reminds me of what i lost yeah yeah and it's a horrible place to be but that's why i'll you know i i i go back to what i said of taking it to god because mm -hmm. you have to be able to take it back to him and ask him to give you what you need for that and if you're loving a person and because that's really what we're talking about, not just the you know, we're, we're on both sides of this, but the person who's trying to love someone who's caught in the grips of depression or despair yeah. or, or sickness. You have to learn how to love the new them. 
Yeah, and that that's very important. You know, we're going to talk about uh, secrets to <laughs> healthy <laughs> relationships, um, but you know, a sneak peek of that. Well, I'm not even going to give you a sneak yeah, peek. Don't, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say that it it you really have to get to know the people who you're with, who you love. Yes, because that is going to help you discern what they need and what they need may change. You know, last week yes. we were talking about love languages, right? Mm-hmm. And I made mention of sometimes in their lives, their love language shifts yes, because they don't, there's something going on that the, the way that they typically receive love or the, just like you said, both sides, the way that they give it may change yeah. based on what's currently going on with them. Yeah. And, I think the biggest thing about loving in every season is can you make the shift with your partner? Mm. Every time there's a shift, can you make it together? Yeah. Because that's part of the requirement of, yes. of, a, of a connection, of a relationship, <laughs> of any relationship, right? Yeah. Whether it's a friendship, but all of children, you know, we, we've looked at, you know, we BJ, we've had the longest and, Every, you know, as he gets older, it's a new him. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn how to deal with this new personality and yeah. how to deal with this new and still give him what he needs when sometimes he doesn't even know, right, what he needs. Children don't necessarily know what they need. They just know that there's something there. Your friends or different ones may not know. That's why you have to have discernment to be able to really understand how to deal with with the season that you're currently in. Uh, There was uh, one lady in church that talked before and I don't remember. I think I remember who it was, but it was, I remember the story more than I remember who the person was. And they were talking about um, when they were going through a very, very rough season Mm -hmm. and they had a friend that would just come over to the house. Even when they told him, no, I don't need anything. No, I don't want. And they would come over to the house and the person would be in bed and they would just go on and get in the bed and lay down there with them and they'd watch TV or they'd do whatever, but they would just be there. Sometimes just giving them a hug. You know, it's important that you understand sometimes just being there and not even just saying anything mm. will help someone through a season of of loss and depression and sadness. And you have to be able to know what types of friends you have to help you. You know, I've always been the one to say, you know what, you got to have faith for yourself and you got to, you know, you got to like David encouraged himself and you need to have faith for yourself and you need to move forward on your own because can't nobody else get you saved. Can't nobody else get you healed. But the reality is there is a scripture in the Bible that talks about the man, he had no input. His friends, according to the scriptures, they, he never said anything in the scriptures. His friends took him to Jesus. And when his friends took him to Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus saw their faith. Jesus, it doesn't even say that Jesus saw his faith. It says he saw their faith mm-hmm. and, he, and he healed him. Yeah. Sometimes you're with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're not getting delivered. So, because real friends will take you back to where you need to be yeah. and say, listen, my friend over here, they struggling. God, I need you to come see about them. So two things dropped into my spirit as we were talking. Um, I know we will move on um, to the next uh, uh, topic because you were kind of making that transition. 
So I got two questions I want to pose to you because they dropped in inside of me, and we'll, we can discuss it for for a bit. Um, do you feel like I just got this in my spirit earlier when we were talking, and it's like, what about the people who would say, "I don't. Why do I have to try this hard yeah. to to do this? Why do I have to make this shift?" Why can't I just choose to get off the train? Yeah. And a lot of people will. Yeah. Because everybody cannot make the shift. Right. Everybody cannot go on the ride with you. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, no, let me off. I'll see you when you come back around. And better yet, if you come back around. Yeah. I think that the reason why is because you value the person too much to let them go. And that, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it's what we were talking about last week about how you can't really describe what it feels like to be in love. Mm -hmm. But it's like, even though you're at, you feel like it's a brick wall in front of you, it's like you want to continue forward. You just, there's something in you that says, I do want to fight and I am going to stay. Um, you know, there are there's so many different examples that we can go into. This is not a one size fits right. all type right. of a thing. But, yeah, it, it's that that love factor. That's when, you know, you know, that's one of the reasons when you really know, OK, I love this person. Yes, it's real love because I'm not I don't want to go. Right. You know, I don't want to walk away. And, and I, you know, there's a um, I was showing you this morning. Um, my social media um, person had put a clip on. And I was like, oh, it's going to be people are going to take it out of context because it, I was talking in there about how God puts the love that you need for the person mm -hmm. um, in your heart. And you're always like, oh, how they just keep doing this. And they just keep doing that. But I just cannot walk away. I cannot give up. And I said that some God does that. And I do believe that when you when you make a commitment God gives you the strength. And that's how why I say they take it out of context sometimes. God gives you the strength to keep loving in spite of. I don't believe that God makes you love a person. Right. But when you say, you know what, I'm in relationship, I'm making a commitment to this person because I do believe love is a decision. Now God comes and he says, I, I see that. Now I'm going to let my love for them come through He'll you. He'll bless it. Yes. Yeah. And he lets his love come to them through you. There's sometimes where we're loving people and it's not even us loving them. It's God loving them through us. Okay. And that's why, you know, we have to be, we have to have that understanding of what we're doing because his love never ends. Right. But we're fallible. Mm -hmm. We're people, we're flesh. So we get to a point where we're like, you know what? Uh -uh, I'm done with you. I'm done. But God's love does not end. Mm -hmm. He says, no, 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 I'm never done with you. Not until you walk away. And even then I'm going to continue to chase you until it's too late. But I desire to be with you. And so that love, God, I believe God allows it to be in our hearts for that person. And that's what makes it where we can't give up. I feel like I got a preacher on this podcast. <laughs> Whatever. You always got to. <laughs> no. Okay. So, so the second question I had uh, when you were talking about let's the, it being both ways. So I asked uh -huh. about what yes, about the people giving that, and receiving? What about the people that want to jump off the train? But my second question is the person who's driving the train is having issues. Yeah. Whether it be loss or whatever, mm -hmm. they are currently in a, a mess. Mm-hmm. Is it, how much of it is on them 
to make sure you keep that connection, even though you're going through a struggle. Yeah. And that's why I said sometimes it's for them to keep going and for you to get off the train and let them pick you up when they come back around. When they when they got because they, together. Yes, because, you know, the, even as we talk about these things, one of the things that I hate about, about preaching is that you preach a word, but you have no control over how a person receives it. No. And sometimes the people who need to walk away only hear you saying stay. And the people that need to stay can only hear you saying you need to get off the train. But that's kind of like what I was saying earlier. There are so many different examples of the subjects that we're talking about where we're not just saying that this is 100% what you do every single time in every single situation. You have to. That's why I always say you hear me say it all the time. You got to take it to God. Right. Because I can't give you an answer for your situation without knowing your situation. And even if I know your situation, I still may not know the right answer. But God knows all. So, so it's important for him for you to invite him into that process. But let me answer you. The the real reality is that it is up to them. Because I can continue loving them and they can continue rejecting. Mm-hmm. So it's up to them to receive the love. Yeah. However, it's up to me to determine if I want to give it or not. Our problem is that we as a society, I'm not saying we as, as me and you or anything like that, but as a society overall, we tend to only want to give love when we're receiving love in return. Oh, yeah. Uh, give it, uh, what did I say? Without the expectation of something coming back to you. Yeah. That we only want to love when we get when we're getting that love back. Right. And. The reality is, you know, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, he didn't, he, he, he knew we were turning our backs on him. At the moment that he was dying, yeah, people were saying, crucify him. Yep. We don't, you know, he's not our Messiah. Forgive them for they know and not what they do. And he was still loving yep. and saying, forgive them. So... That love was there even when it was absent in us. Unconditional. And it was unconditional. Mm-hmm. So the reality is that you have to you have to learn who you are in Christ so that you can be the right person to the right people. Yep. And those who are going to turn away from it and can't receive it, you have to love them sometimes. That's why I said earlier, love them from a distance. Right. Let be, them go through what and they let need them to go, go through. through what they need to go through and and you be there when they return from it. Yeah. Because some like like the father, right? The father, Bishop preached this a few weeks ago, um, the, the prodigal son. Yeah. He ran off and, and did everything he wanted to do. But when he came home, the father was waiting for him with open arms and was running to meet him. But the father didn't go and get him. Mm-hmm. He didn't go get him. He waited for him to come back. It was up to him to come back. He had to come back. Yes, because if we go get people out of their mess, they don't understand how far they've fallen. And then also they might not want to come back. And they may not want to be ready for them to come back. Exactly. Because now if you go get them too early, now they're leaving again. No, you have to let them be in it. Until they make up their mind. And that's why the Bible says he said in himself, he came to the conclusion, why am I here? Yeah. Why am I in this? 
I got to get up out of here and go back home. In the pig pen. In, and, and Jewish in the pig pen. Like, mm-hmm. what? No sense. Like, you have fallen so far. Mm-hmm. And he had to fall that far. All that bacon. <laughs> <laughs> See a rib rib tips. I like rib tips. Right. <laughs> he had to fall that far in order for him to understand who he was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you still stuck on bacon. I am. I am. I'm like, man, it's like, was this Hillary's? It was this Hillary's. <laughs> See, don't make me hungry. No, that's right. All right, all right. So, so moving on, we we talked about that. We talked about um, the different examples. Um, the next thing, though, you made mention of when people say, you know, all they hear is one thing or the other. When that's not really what we're saying. Uh-huh. Uh, part of that comes into what we what I want to talk about next, and this this incorrect idea of love. Like, where did you learn? Yeah. What love is, yeah. and I'm and I'm talking about in this world. Not I'm not talking about what what you what you learned in your mind or or what you get from the Lord. I'm saying, and when you're young, as you're getting older, what are the examples that are put in front of you that help define what love means to you? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, a part of it is we, some people are so far underdeveloped when it comes to understanding love and. I, I do say that knowing that that's my own opinion on it. I'm not putting that on everybody. You know, when I say that it, this idea of love is incorrect, that's to me. That is to me. I'm not speaking of, I'm not defining this for everybody, but I will say that sometimes your idea and your definition and your example of love is just so far off. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I watched... My parents struggle, not me, but I. if you watch your parents struggle and then you say, well, this is what love is. Love means uh, struggle. Love means fighting. Love, love means, means never having to say you're sorry. Right. All of <laughs> that, that stuff. And, it, and it's like, <laughs> man, we, we get so messed up at an early age when we have these bad examples in front yeah. of us. Or that love is an emotion or love is butterflies. Oh, man. Yes. A fairy tale, right? Yes. Happily ever after. Yes. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna meet this person and they're going to sweep me off my feet and they're going to do all these things. And, and I'm going to. Yeah. And if it don't happen like that. And if it like doesn't that, look like that. Then this person ain't right for me. Exactly. And it's like, that's so crazy to me. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It's funny because remember when me and you started dating, everybody in my family, you know, they kind of thought I was going to date a preacher. Or a pastor, like they were totally well, like. Technically, you you are. <laughs> I am a pastor. You are a pastor. <laughs> so they were right. They were right in the end. In the end, see, don't tell them that they're really gonna. <laughs> they're, they're gonna be like, yeah, we we were still right. We knew. What we we told about. you. Yeah. But um, you know that was their idea, and I and, and when I chose you, they're like, what? What's going on here? Although now you're my mom's favorite child. Well, you know, I, I have that effect. I just you <laughs> know, can't help it. I'm, I'm just yes. a sweet and loving individual. Yes, you are. Uh, but back to this incorrect idea of what love is. I think that people have it in their mind from a young age. Like you said, you know, there's people who, especially now, that's one of the things that we were, I was talking, I was in a, um, at a, it was like a retreat. They were talking about um, how young people are now viewing love. Right. And they look at different things in 
in social media like, you know, blue face and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's real love right there. Right. You know, like relationship goals. Yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> that is not what you should be patterning your life after. Right. Like if you are putting your and, and, and honestly, like we've talked to young people who have been like, oh, no, their relationship is amazing. Like they love each other. Like, no, they don't. They might think that they do, but they love some people love drama. Oh yeah, and they love the up and down of drama. They love the 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 idea that you know we mad at each other today and we make it up you know tomorrow. And let me let us just go on and add in here that ain't new because the old folks used to sing the song "Break Up to Make Up." Yep, that's all that we do. That's all we do. Okay, first you love them, then, then you, you leave them. Yes, it's a game. It's a game for fools. For fools, exactly. And that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Is that you got to not put these emotions and say that this is love because we fight so hard and then we love so hard because we fight so hard. Now the making up is so good. It's like, no, you just living your life on a roller coaster. Yep. And that's not love. And I will say this uh, when we talk about incorrect ideas of love. I love what you said, but I I will add a caveat in here. I, one thing that I think is universally true, and I'll put this out there as great advice to anyone, is that I tell anyone to make sure that the definition of love comes from you yeah. and not from anybody else. Right. Um, I, I think a red flag, I think we can all agree that red flags exist, um, and I think that those are universal, you know, like certain things you look for that's, that shouldn't be present in there. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I do kind of side with the young people on is that love may not look exactly like someone, you know, let's say older, how they viewed it or how they define it. It may not look the same. I do, excuse me, I do agree with that. But I do think you do got to watch out for the red flags. I think that great advice is, oh no, that's that's wrong, honey, or that, that you know, no, that that shouldn't be. You know, if he drinking or, or you guys aren't aren't aligned on on foundational principles mm-hmm. and all of that, then no, I, I don't I don't agree with that. But I do think that love pe- younger people do understand. I need to define love for for what it is for me. Um, but well, well, this to gener- a certain extent, yeah, this generation, the, the coming generations believe everything should be defined by them. Yeah. So that's not any, so, so love goes in there as well. However, I will now caveat your caveat Okay. and say, it's not up to them, not up to you as a person. No, it has to be up to your relationship. Well, right, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because you because you can have an idea what love is, and your spouse can have an idea what love is, but if y'all not on the same page of what love is, your relationship is going to be a mess. Right. And one example that I'll say is like sleeping in the same bed. Right. Like some people believe oh, you okay. don't. You're not in a relationship. You're not in a, a marriage unless you're sleeping in the same bed. Mm-hmm. And some people are like. Uh, that's not true. My husband snores, mm-hmm. you know, excessively all night long, and I'm unable to sleep. We come together at <laughs> at, at times, you know, at when we want to come together, we do. But when we fall asleep, we fall asleep in in 
different areas, maybe in different rooms. I'm not going to tell you that because some people will give you advice that will that if you are sleeping in separate rooms. You making room for the enemy. Then your marriage is coming apart. I will say <laughs> that that could be true, but it doesn't always have to be true. Yeah. It like you just said, you base it on what's going on in your own relationship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so the, what these incorrect ideas do, though, they lead to falling in love or loving the wrong people. Some people are just in love with the idea of being in love. Oh, man, that's that's a word in itself right there. That's a whole that ain't even just a word. That's a paragraph. <laughs> that is a paragraph. But it's the truth. Yeah. They, some people want to be in love so bad. Yeah. That they will love the wrong person. Yeah. And and, and it's so bad because everyone sees it except them. Yes. And yes. it's like. And when know. you try to tell them. They tell you you just don't understand. Yeah, just I've had don't so understand. many conversations with, especially with younger people, younger than me people. Some people the same age as me, where I'm like, that's not the right person for you, or that's not the right thing for you. And they'll tell me you just don't understand, you just don't know. And I promise every single one, because I, I I'm not the type of person to say that to people. No, because I'm not in I'm not in people's relationships. Yeah, and I don't and I try not to I don't use that term lightly. I've I don't either. said it before. I don't either. But only when I was like, I am one hundred percent concrete exactly. sure I that you're making gonna, a mistake. Yes, yeah. I'm not gonna say it unless I know for a fact yeah. like this is not good. Yeah. And every time I've ever said it, it's not been that many times, but every time I've ever it said has it, came to pass. it has come to pass. Yep. It either ended in divorce. I've seen multiple end in divorce. I've seen some of them end with they had multiple babies and then they they left them. Yep. I, I've seen all these different things happen. And the reality is that sometimes people need to find out the stove is hot for themselves. <laughs> Don't be using, don't be taking my example. <laughs> That's my favorite example. It is your favorite example. Podcast listeners, check this out. I always, I always have this thing when it comes to certain situations. I said, you, I can't, there can't be a big sign in the kitchen that says stove is hot. It will burn your hand. And then you turn around and get mad that you burn yourself because the stove is hot. And an example would be is if you know someone is known for cheating and no, then, be, then, better yet, they're cheating on someone with you. With you. Then when it when it turns around on you, you mad. It's like, <laughs> child, listen, there was a big old sign. There was a big sign that in said that kitchen. he or she loves to cheat. Yeah. But you were convinced that, that he would never do it he to would you. Never do it to you. Mm -mm. While he was cheating with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. I'm the end of the line. Ain't gonna be no Ain't more. Ain't gonna be no me. more cheating after me. <laughs> no, that spirit of adultery gotta go somewhere. And it's still just laying dormant yeah. until it gets a chance yeah. to come and, back. And don't don't get me wrong, y'all. I ain't saying nobody can never change. I'm just saying, listen, yes. this is not a cut and dry thing that it's he not. just we going the the buck stops here no you need to, you need to get a get some discernment baby get some discernment <laughs> <laughs> why you sound like an old church mother so so let's let's go to that cuz loving the wrong person sometimes people are really in love with people who are just not right for them they're not aligned with them for their goals but that but that comes from 
a person's distorted view of what love is. I agree. I agree. Because I, agree. I, I don't... I don't know how you fall in love with someone that is wrong for you unless your definition of love is wrong. Because it's like, if they're wrong for you... I can see how. And, but you have, but I'm saying, if you have a correct understanding of love and connection... Oh, okay. Now, how do you fall in love with someone who is wrong for you? Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Now, it's, so, like, it's like you have the... In, you're unable to see the, that they're wrong for you. Yeah. I'm saying that if a person does not have a good understanding, right? That's what I'm of saying. Like it, that's what it comes from. Yeah, yeah. Then they you will choose wrong. Yeah. But I think that you know, even when it comes to like I've been studying Samson, mm -hmm. and Samson, you know, he's it's a very familiar story. Samson and Delilah. Um, well, if My you in church, yes. <laughs> um, Samson got a taste for a taste for foreign women. Okay. Right. That he was got a his taste. Thing. He huh? had a he had a taste. He had a he had a type. He was nasty. You know what? He had a type. <laughs> he had a type. His type was was women who he wasn't supposed to be with. You know, he he liked them. Mm -hmm. Even though his parents told him, like Samson, you're you're raised up to be a judge. Yeah. You're chosen by God. We need you to you know dedicate your life to the Lord, like your hair, your, you know, the different thing. You're not supposed to do certain things. You're and he committed. was like, mama, listen, this girl right here, though. <laughs> exactly. This one right here, though. This one right here. <laughs> and he told his parents, I know what you're talking about, but I'm going to need you to go get that girl over there mm -hmm. for me. Yep. And he had a desire for something that led to his destruction. Yeah. Who cut his hair? Did he cut his hair? She cut his hair. She cut his hair. She cut his well, hair. Well, yes, right. So basically, she just made put him in a position. I, I don't want to go into it because I'm studying. I may or may not preach on it coming up okay. soon. It's basic, But the basic thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that you put yourself into positions because of your desires that have remained unchecked. Mm -hmm. And how many unchecked desires lead people to the altar to get married and then in turn don't satisfy you in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have to be careful with the things that you desire. The Bible says uh, God will give you the desires of your heart. And people read that scripture and think God will give me anything that I want. But I don't believe that's what the scripture means. If you really go into it and you look at it in context, it says God will give me the desires of my heart, but my heart belongs to God. So the desires that are in there, they've been purified mm -hmm. through my relationship with him. So those desires that are in my heart, he's taking them and he's saying, okay, yeah, this is, I'm giving you purpose. I'm giving you passion. I'm giving you desires for you to go after. But if you, go ahead. Because you're seeking him and because you're putting you're putting him first. Right. So that's why those desires are there. But a lot of times people don't like to filter the things that they want through God because they're too afraid that God is going to tell them no or that God doesn't. It's like, no, why would God create sex and make it be so good and then tell you you can't partake? 
Right. He's not going to do that. No, our bodies, all of this, the love that we share, all of that, it was created by a loving God for you to also love each other. Mm -hmm. Enjoyment. But not, enjoy, not, not just, just to be fruitful. Not just to have kids, yep. right? Because if it was just to have kids, every single time you did it, you would have a kid. Yeah. Okay? So that's not why. It was for you to have relationship and communing with each other. Mm-hmm. Why would he create that and then tell you, you can't have none? Like, no, God ain't doing that. Right. He wants you to have enjoyment with each other just and, and enjoyment with, with, with sex and with love and with all of that. But if you have bad desires, you are not going to understand that this is still a godly thing. You look at it as sex is out here and God is over here. No, God said, uh-uh, I created that. Yep. Yep. So how do you deal with then, let's say you're convinced that, this is the right person. Mm-hmm. And whether it is or whether it isn't, I'm not I'm not here to to argue that. I'm saying you're convinced. Yeah. But you're getting peer pressure from other people that you that you love or that you have a strong connection to mm-hmm. that they're telling you. Like we said earlier, I'm telling you this is not the right person right. for you. Right. How do you deal with that? Because I will say this, every time you hear that doesn't mean it's always the case because like we said earlier I don't like to say that often to people because I'm not in their relationship. Exactly. I don't, I don't have know. all the information. Exactly. You don't. So how do you deal with, you know, one of the best examples would be if your family don't approve of someone that you've chosen to marry. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you go about doing that? I think that first you have to check your own heart. Okay. Because a lot of times the people who you're telling that to, um, or who are dealing with peer pressure, the reality is they already know it. I think a lot of them. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, like I already know my parents not going to improve, and and you know why already. Yeah, yeah. and not yeah. only that, I think they know that the relationship is probably not not good. I, I I will say that 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 ain't like we all said that ain't one hundred percent accurate. But you I, you see, I'll say that I a agree lot of with people you. Yeah. see the yeah. red flags yeah. and ignore them. Yeah, you Absolutely. knew like you you know it's like Bishop always says if you find him in a bar. And then you find out he a drunk after you get married. Why are you surprised? Or he left his wife for you. Right. Right. Or he leave his wife for you and now he cheating on you and you surprised. It's like, no, there were red flags already there. Yeah. You just ignored them Mm -hmm. because you thought, oh, well, that won't happen to me. So do you. So I think that, yeah, I will. I will add on to that. I think you're right. One hundred percent. I think that you I think you take counsel. You do. But don't let anyone make a decision for you. However, you do take counsel and you do listen. And I think it's the responsibility of the people giving you this advice that they're not just simply they have their heart has to be right. Exactly. Like I'm just not meddling in your business because I'd like to meddle. It's like I care about you. I'm connected with you and I'm telling you. You're blinded right now. Right. But that is a big responsibility. That's why I say I don't I don't like to do that a lot. Yeah. And because yeah, I need information and I need to really be connected with you to know, listen, this ain't right for you. Yeah. And it's funny because if you listen, if you listen to someone else and if you accept, because the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of people who are trying to help you or, or you may feel like, oh, they're in my business. Sometimes they're just trying to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that. So you have to judge who you are connected to as well. Yeah. Right. And do you trust them? Yep. Do you trust them in terms of your life and in terms of guidance? Yeah. Um, it's funny because I'm going to bring this story up. Uh, when we were dating, remember, and when I first told my uncle, Bishop. Yeah, I was going to talk about love when you? it's hard. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when when I when when we were dating, and when I first told Bishop, I said, "There's somebody I'm dating," and I had been divorced for a while, and I I hadn't dated anybody, and yep. and um, so I had hadn't brought anybody to the table at all, and I was like, "The first person I'm dating, I, I want you know he's I, I'm gonna introduce. he was like, "Who is this? Who I don't did, know them." Harpo, who this woman? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "No." No, this is a rebound. I'm like, rebound? It's been almost three years. Like, there ain't no rebound. I don't, you know, and but he was like, no, I don't approve. I don't, I don't agree, blah, blah, blah. He basically said a whole bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. And I called you. Yep. And, and I told me it was over. <laughs> yeah. I sure did. Yeah. I called you and I said, I said, we we can't date. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly my response. I I, I got some some uh, um, communication in like uh, Messenger yeah. about uh, certain things, but for the life of me, I don't understand why why they're there. I don't understand why we weren't texting each other. Why I was sending messages in Facebook, but um, yeah, and I think that is the that is one of the the times when I was like, you know what? I think I, this is, this is real. I like, I really love you mm-hmm. because like, I ain't going to say that I was just like, all right, cool. But I know before that, what I would have been my response. I would have been like, okay, well I guess move on to the next one. But it was like, you were like, I couldn't. Uh, no, I'm yeah. not, no, I'm and, not leaving. And I remember, t- I do think I remember telling you, well, like, Hey, um, I, I understand you're listening to advice, but the decision, you know, got to be yours. I think I said some along yeah. that. And I that and lines. I told you, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna fast and pray. Yeah. Remember, I said I'm gonna fast and pray. I said, but I can't talk to you right now. That's probably why I, I didn't text. Yes, you, said that. you didn't text me yeah. because I said I I'm I'm not talking to you for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need time. Yeah. And. I, and I and I just said okay, and, and I remember and I remember too. I think you're going into this. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me another thing he said was that well I don't know him. Yes, I don't know him. And, and you were a member of the church. Yeah, but I wasn't. But you weren't active. Con- no, right. I wasn't consistent. It was this was like I want to say this was about six or seven months after I really made a decision. Like I'm going to. Yep. Really take Peter, church you had seriously. only been in church seven months. Well, no, I'm serious. When I was gonna <laughs> take this relationship with God seriously, yes, and not then just, we started. Not yep. just I'm not just a Christmas Easter uh, every yep. every month kind yep. of guy. I'm just paying attention to the fact you had only been in church seven months, and the Lord was like, "Let me give you a real nice gift, a real nice gift." <laughs> Well, you've been in church all your life and I you was. finally got this gift. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, but what happened was, like, you got to tell the other part of the story. Because people were like, what? How y'all get back together then? Yeah. And Bishop was like, no. And you came to church. That night. That night. Yeah. 
and was like, because it was Bible study. Because it was Bible study. You yeah. came to Bible study and you walked up to him after after Bible after study. Bible study, yeah. and you said, "Hi, hi, my name is Greg. <laughs> I wanted to introduce myself to you." Yep, yep. And he was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then you and then you and him talked, I guess, yeah. for a little bit, and. Afterwards, he came back to the office. I was in the office because I was like, because I wasn't talking to you. Because yeah. we, you know, I had said, no, I need time. I got to pray. And I got to fast. I got to pray. You know, and if I give up food, it's a big deal. Right. So I was like, I got to fast. And I got to pray. And he came back to the office and he said, I met your guy. And I was like, you met my guy. What do you mean? And he said, I met him. You want to know what I think? And I said, okay. And he said, when I'm, he said, immediately, I felt from him he would never hurt you. Mm -hmm. That he would never hurt you. Well, I got that game on lock. <laughs> and that was, he, he was like, he said, his spirit, he started talking about your spirit. His mm -hmm. spirit is right. I yeah. don't know him yet or anything else, but immediately, you know, he, it was like immediately, it, he had switched yeah. because he had calmed because why? Because your spirit and you coming up to him and being that way was like I was permeating it. You it know was what? Just coming out of my pores. <laughs> no, no. So that's funny, but I, I will say that I think that I, there's a truth in that. Not to be funny, it's like he felt it. He yep. felt it because I was there wasn't anything disingenuous about me. Right. I was being completely authentic and I was being real, mm -hmm. and I think he knew that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he loves you now. And it was kind of, it was kind of the pettiness. I was like, cause you know, I, yeah. Cause you I, did say something I, I, like, I, I don't said, want you. No, to I said, I said, hi, my name is Greg. <laughs> I figured I'd introduce myself. So it was like, yeah, I heard what you said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you that. wasn't coming at my uncle like that. No, I wasn't. No, but there was a level of, I, Y'all, you know, I told you, I, I'm like, wait a minute. He said, what? You don't know who I am? Well, let me show you. No, but it, I, I wasn't coming incorrect. But I think there was a hint of like, all right, let me introduce myself. My yeah. name is Hove. <laughs> it was just interesting because you're like, you know, your thing was you you never met a challenge that you didn't confront. Exactly. That, that was, and that's my point. Yeah, yeah you were like, uh-uh, I like... I, and I think, too, that was my the thing, you know, I always tell the kids, like, especially BJ, when I talk to him, I'm like, people respond to confidence. Yes. And it was like, look, that man could have told me, get out of his face, or he could have came back and said, oh, no, I I didn't feel anything for you. But I'm like, I wasn't just going to cower off in the corner and say, mm -hmm. well, I lost her. Yeah. I was going to I was going to I was going to do right. I was going to yeah. show you one of the things I think I needed to do was I needed to show you that I was for real. I wasn't just going to go away. Yep. Not, yep. You know, slowly. But we we uh all right, we at, we we at the mark now. So let let's get into this. We were talking about the peer pressure about handling uh that like that was a great example that that mm -hmm. story. But um Let's go into, like I said, about being careful about what you tell people and the advice that you give. You know, one of the subjects we had is uh, hurtful truths. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote that down because I remember as we were going over notes, I was like, I do want to talk about that. Not just in the fact of this scenario where it's like, all right, I know something someone or something is wrong for you. Because let's not even, I'm not even going to limit it to a relationship. It's just like any kind of 
any kind of comment, whether it be, you know, baby, is <laughs> do I look fat in this dress? Right. Or, you know, uh, this, I don't think you should, you should eat that. I don't think you should drink that. I don't think you should take this meeting. Like, how do you talk to someone about something that's true, but you know that it's going to cause some pain? Mm. I, you know, you have to, <laughs> you have to know the person. There's some things you just can't talk to people about. It's funny because, you know, we talk and you tell me that there's nothing that's in your head that you won't share with that me. I won't open up. Yeah. And me and you always get mad at me because I say, uh-uh, I don't tell you everything that goes on in my head. Yeah. Because I'm like, I may feel one way today, but I won't feel that way tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I don't want I don't want you making decisions about tomorrow based on how I feel today. So I will I will cut in real quick and I will say that when I say that, I don't mean that I'm just going to blurt out everything that's on my mind as soon as it's there. What I'm saying is if it if it comes down to it, I won't keep something from you. Right. And I'm saying that if it comes gets to a point where I need to release it, I'm I'm not gonna hold it in because I I think your feelings uh, are wonderful or whatever. Is because it's like I think sometimes holding something back from people is a, is a sort of a spirit, and it can get in you, mm -hmm. and then and, 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 yep. and it leads into bigger things. Yeah, and that's what you said too, because you. <laughs> I remember we you had a fit when I said that you know like no I'll tell you everything on my mind, yeah. and yeah. you're like what you well, mean? what you got on your mind. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, I ain't gonna tell you. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> like, no, you don't. You don't say everything. Like, right. there's certain things. Like, you remember when you told me that I look like a cow in my dress? <laughs> it's like, keep that. Okay. Keep that. Okay. Y'all, listen. I, I, <laughs> Here you go. I, I just heard a collective <gasps> from all the ladies that are listening to this podcast. I will say this. Well, it was a nice what, black and white dress. What I said was dress. <laughs> the dress. The mm -hmm. dress. The dress. Looks like cow pattern. It looks like a cow. Not you look like a cow. If the dress wasn't on you and it was laying on the on the bed, not on you, I'd be like, that looks like a cow. But I was wearing it. <sighs> well, semantics. <laughs> You're getting bogged down by the I'm details. I'm getting bogged down by details. I did not say, the, my exact phrasing was not, babe, you look like a cow. It was, that looks like a cow. The dress looks like a cow. Or matter of fact, I might have said the dress reminds me of a cow. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I see how that could be uh, misconstrued. I apologize. <laughs> Moo. <laughs> so hurtful truths, right? So that was not true, first of all. I really liked that dress. And it now, was true. And then, and then it was even, true. Remember that one dress I said it looked like <laughs> you look like a third wife? <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. He did. I had one dress. He told me it made me look like I was a third wife. In a polygamous. In a <laughs> Because. You wasn't even the second wife. You were the third <laughs> he wife. Said, he it's said the first wife you marry for money. The second wife you marry for love. And, and the, the third, third wife. Stays in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> you just there for a lonely night. No. 
<laughs> I'm just playing, y'all. I don't know what polygamists do. <laughs> I can't stand you sometimes. <laughs> and so, yeah, he told me that that dress looked like you a third wife. And you agreed. And everyone else agreed. <sighs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> you don't need to ever tell your wife that she looks like a third wife. You're right. I'm learning. I'm learning, y'all. I'm learning. Okay. You still love me, though. <laughs> I do still love you. I, I, that's loving in every season, okay. even when it's hard. All right. Hurtful truth. That, that's enough of hurtful truth. Let's go to <laughs> secret. <laughs> All right. Secret we teased to it. a healthy yeah. relationship. We teased it at the, at the beginning, y'all. The secrets to a healthy relationship. Are y'all ready? Are you ready for the love doctor to give you the secret to a healthy relationship? It's not calling your wife a cow. It's not. It isn't, but that ain't it. So get ready. I'm going to drum roll. I, I wish I had a drum roll effect. Oh, okay. I don't know if they can hear that, but all right, y'all. The secret to a healthy relationship is, first of all, get your pen and your papers <laughs> oh, out. Oh, my goodness. Are y'all have your pen and your papers out? Because let me tell no y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. What I'm about to drop on y'all is going to, this is going to break the podcast airwaves. Sir. The secret to a healthy relationship. Hurry up. Is that there is no secret <laughs> to a healthy relationship. <laughs> there is no secret, y'all. I will say this. I will leave you with this. I'm the not secret gonna, sauce. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna completely play y'all like that. I do agree that there is no secret. I think everyone um goes along in their relationship as they see fit. But one thing that I will say wholeheartedly is I truly believe in communication. You know, um, when you cannot communicate with your spouse, with your children, with your friends, with your family, then a connection, a relationship is extremely, extremely difficult. You know, we talked about this before, like when companies go into different uh, uh, areas like when Disney brought uh, Disneyland to um, was it China yes. or was it Europe? I don't remember which one it was. But the I think first was, one, I think it might have been. I think it was either China or Japan. Yeah, it was one of those. They brought uh, they brought Disney World over there, and literally the first thing that they did was it's like they took Disneyland. I say Disney World, but Disneyland. They brought it over there. They took Disneyland out of San Diego, out of California. They picked it up and set it down into Japan and ran it exactly the same way, and it failed. Mm-hmm. It flopped. And part of the reason why was culture and in yeah. that communication. It's like I can't connect with you if we are not speaking the same language. And I say that met, uh, figuratively speaking. I'm not talking literally you speaking Spanish and I'm speaking English. I'm saying if we're not on the same page when it comes to muni- communication, then your relationship, I won't say impossible, but I will say it's extremely, extremely difficult to mm-hmm. be healthy, to be healthy. What you got? I I I think, of course, the secret sauce is having God in your relationship. Oh, absolutely, but that's that, not a secret. <laughs> no, that goes it, without saying. That is that is. Um, we said that from the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> about when we talk about love. Yes. So, so definitely, um, that is important. Yeah. Um, uh, having God in your relationship it makes all the difference. But I think that. You know, when you talk about secret sauce, it's just a matter of how you make your relationship work. Yep. It's going to be the secret 
to your relationship. Yeah. And that's, you know, there's some people who, you know, like we we look and we'll hear people talk about, you know, like separate finances or yeah. separate ways of, you know, rearing their children or separate they'll be married or even like even um separate bedrooms right yeah and people always want to weigh in and say well that's not good and this isn't it's like you have to be able people have to figure it out for themselves yeah and you have to find what works for you now you need to be open to finding what works for you but you need to find what works for you and that'll be your secret to your marriage mm-hmm. you know there's one lady it's like i remember they met they had that was a, a article they said that talked with this one lady about what it was that helped her to live so long. She was a hundred and I don't know, a hundred and something. And she was like a shot of whiskey each day. And it's like, listen, a shot of whiskey each day ain't going to make you live to a hundred and something. You mean that, that, that don't keep the doctor away? No. It's not like an apple? No, no. Uh-huh. But that was what she said, right? Yeah. That was her thing. Yeah. Stop trying to take other people's templates and put it on and you. putting it in into your relationships yeah. your friendship may not be i'm the type of friend that you may not talk to for like a week or so yeah because i'm just so busy yeah but there's when we do talk it's going to be meaningful conversation mm. you're gonna i'm gonna be there if you need me i'm gonna drop stuff and be there for you that's the type of person i am but i i don't have time to be on the phone every day and to be you know uh, going out every weekend and doing different things that's just not my life but that doesn't make me a bad friend. It makes me the right friend for the right person. Mm-hmm. But that's why you have to make it your own. Every relationship that you have, it needs to be your own. Great conversation, y'all. Great conversation, y'all. You know what? I really love Love Month. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, love Month is awesome, y'all. I think that'll wrap it up for this edition of the JNAC podcast. Thank you so much to the woman who makes me sound so smart, make this podcast so smart, because if y'all just listen to me talk, it's going to be a little rough. But (laughs) thank you, baby, for uh, uh, being my co-pilot on this crazy train we call love. Yes. Uh, JNAG listeners, podcast listeners, I love you guys too. I hope you guys are enjoying uh, Love Month. I hope you guys are just enjoying life in general, right? I don't, I don't want to just keep on uh, pushing Love Month, even though that's the subject. I want you guys to love each other all year long, not just during Love Month. Right. You know, just like Black History, black, teach Black History all year long, not just in February. Right. And I hope y'all been, uh, coming along on facebook for y'all social media listeners hope y'all been seeing uh we've been posting a black history fact uh a day for black history month i know i just said you do black history all year long and we do trust me that we do but i just decided to um make sure we putting a fact a day out there for everybody and one of them got a little spicy (laughs) one of them got a little spicy and the only uh uh cat the only (laughs) Hint, I'll say is boop, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> we had to block people. All right. I got well. a little spicy, but thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Next week, we should have uh, Marriage Corner back with the Vaughns. Like I said, we will be there for an intimate conversation. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. 
Um, enjoy the rest of the week, y'all. I hope I hope uh, Valentine's Day was great. Maybe somebody got proposed to. Did hey. anyone get proposed to on Valentine's Day? Y'all let me know in the comments. And and again, make sure you comment. Me and uh, SPT are in the comment section. Not all the time, but we are in the comment section, so we see everything. Like and subscribe, y'all. And I will see you. First G will see you. Your friendly neighborhood podcast will see you next time. Bye.